Hey y'all, welcome back. It has been a hot minute or two. I am Jacqueline Tacarante with JMT Media and I am your host and your podcast lady of the hour. And we are here in season three. I mean, a lot has happened as we reflect on the past two years when we started the podcast. Um, everything from pandemics to babies. Now, baby number two, Julie Violet is huge and running and talking. Um, and JMT Media is my third baby, and it has been growing steadily and lots of great things that are happening. And so I have the distinct pleasure and honor to present a new guest, um, someone that I am grateful that I got to meet not only online, but in person, um, and we'll talk more, but I want to have an opportunity to really examine the growth potential for all entrepreneurs, especially women entrepreneurs. Um, and I was just telling this to, to Rosalind earlier in our digital green room that um, one of my dear friends told me this a long time ago. She said, you know, Jacqueline, when your chakras are all aligned, everything comes into place. And so over the past six to nine months, um, we took a break from season two to season three because I needed to get my chakras aligned. I needed to get my spiritual guidance in order. I needed to get my house in order. And so a lot of great things are happening. And so I'm really pumped about this season and the lineup of guests that we have. And um, so without further ado, I want to bring on our season three, episode one, Miss um, Rosalind Rice. Are you there? Yes. Hi, everyone. Oh Thank you God. for this opportunity. I am so pumped that you are here. And so what I want to do is I want to read just a little bit about who you are, because I think it's really important for our audience that are listening in, tuning in. Um, Rosalind Rice is a diversity practitioner, a speaker, and a best-selling author. Mm -hmm. um, and in a world of complexity, Rosalind is on a global mission to change the world one word at a time. And we're going to mm -hmm. talk about the power of one because I think it's so important. Rosalind is collaborative. She has a client-centric business and she's a business professional experienced in managing multi-million dollar accounts. She embraces storytelling, relevant facts and humor to pull in her audience and bravely inspire them. I think that's probably one of the most important words, mm -hmm. bravely inspire them. She's the co-founder of DPI LLC, a high impact business consulting firm, equipping leaders to thrive in the midst of chaos. She serves as a co-president of NABO, which is the National Association of Women Business Owners for the South Florida chapter. And Miss Rosalind, thank yes. you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here. So happy to be here. Okay, first off, the honor is, is mine. And so it's really interesting because season three we like I mentioned in my intro, we took a pause. I, you know, one of the things that I have learned about myself just being an entrepreneur is if I'm not feeling it, I'm not gonna do it. I love it. And so after season two, which wrapped up and we interviewed lots of amazing entrepreneurs across New York City, I needed to take a break to really understand where I'm at in my business. Mm -hmm. I needed to understand 
what was my purpose? What was my mission? Right? Because I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they talk about their mission and the purpose, they're like, I need to hit X amount of revenue, hit X amount of sales. And I, and without sounding cocky, been there, done that. Yeah. And I was like, I need something more fulfilling for my spirit that it's not a financial thing. And so I ended up embarking and launching the New York City Digital Media Center, working with young adults to teach them about podcasting, to teach them about video editing. And in that process, I really started connecting on a spiritual level with myself and my spiritual, you know, God, who yeah. he is. And other people identify their spirit as something else, which is fantastic. And then I got to meet you. You um, were on a Zoom with me with the National Association of Women Business Owners, which I'm the president-elect for the New York City chapter. And as I was like chatting with you, we were talking about diversity and inclusion and all that amazing work that has to be done. I go to your website. And when I first thing I do is I always go to the about, right? And in business, I want to learn from people that are smarter, hungrier, spiritually smarter than me. And when I went to your website, it said, oh, best-selling author, click here. And I was like, click here. What is this? And you have this book called The Power of One. And it's called Finding Hope in the Midst of Struggle. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit about the book itself? Um, Yeah, absolutely. So the book itself was written in 2020. It launched in 2021, and it was really written during a very dark time in the history of our country. We were dealing with COVID. There was a lot of racial injustice that was happening, a lot of protests. And so I found myself at this inflection point. I was navigating uh, kind of wondering what was next for me. And so I really decided to start thinking about just in the midst of complexity, the simplicity of one word. And for me, one word from God can just change the perspective. Many times in life, we can be sitting at this this uh, intersection where we're having celebratory moments, but then there's also grief. And so how do you how do you handle that? How do you grapple with, I'm celebrating over here, my, my child just had a birthday, we have this milestone, but yet there's this, this darkness, this loneliness, or whatever the, the emotion you might be feeling. So one word. And it has been such a great blessing. I talked about navigating my father's lung cancer journey, my sister's, I have an identical twin sister, her ovarian cancer journey. My son was in the hospital. And so these moments pulled out and how I learned to grow in the moments of discomfort, really. That's what the book is about. It's just taken a word. It's written for the person that is on the go. 700 chapters or 700 words or less for each chapter. And you just start reading from a word that really speaks to your spirit. So I, I want to bring this um, because for those of you that are watching on YouTube, you will see this. So as you can see, the table of contents, very simplified. And some of the words um, the first one that really spoke to me a few weeks back, and I, I wrote about it on our social media pages, was the word courage. Yes. Um, because I think a lot of times in the entrepreneurial journey, there's definitely courage and you have to be brave to start your business and get out there. But you also have to have the courage to be consistent. Mm-hmm. You have to have the courage to be to clarify for people. 
You have to have the courage to just kind of keep a cool calmness. Um, And so this book really to me, at the time when I received it um, and purchased it, I had just had someone read a chapter of a book from the prophet. And so it was very similar in the sense of not necessarily words, but almost like teachings, Um, everything from business to family to life to journey. Um, And so your book has really hit home and resonated with me. And first off, kudos to you for really sitting down Mm -hmm. and, and writing this and really and I say this with the utmost respect, mm-hmm. anyone can write about anything, but it takes someone with courage yeah. to write about what is happening to them. Because each chapter, it's a chapter of your personal life. Yeah. Um, and so I really want to commend you for that, Rosalind, because I think you're allowing the reader, such as myself, to understand about you and to understand about different chapters of your life. So Talk to me about your top three chapters yeah. that really kind of hit home and resonates and you hope that resonate with the readers. Yeah. Well, I will say the reason why I, I'm a very introverted person, you know, yes, introverts can talk and do podcasts, but I am a very introverted person. So I have family come to me and say, wow, I did not know all this was going on in your life because I really hold it in. And I think in 2022, if you in leadership, especially owning a business, you have to lead with empathy. And it really is going to start with you opening up. People are going to resonate with your stories. And then you build this trust and connection. So to answer your question, uh, my favorite word is courage. It's the reason why it's the first word, because it will take courage. Yes, for the big moments of life, starting your business, staying in business, showing up, being consistent. But for some, it's this unique courage just to get out of bed. And that person might be watching and just say, I I just, I'm not feeling it today. And so courage is wherever there's fear, fear closes us off. It can paralyze us, but just take that one step forward in the midst of fear being there. And that's what courage is all about. So that's my favorite. Another one is confidence. I have found in this space of being an entrepreneur, you have to have confidence. We walk into spaces, Jacqueline, as you know, where many times our voices will be try to be muted. We can walk into spaces where we're not the majority. We might be the only one and we're, you know, kind of dismissed. And so we have to show up with confidence. We can't close ourselves off and live small, but be confident and and uh, be very authoritative um, as we're talking about our businesses or whatever it might be. And then the last one is the very last chapter expectation. I'm like flipping through it as we're chatting. Which yeah. Expectation. Oh. That is such an incredible word because I think many people, they just don't expect much out of life. But for you to get where you're going, you got to be able to visualize it. You got to have an expectation that no matter what, in the midst of what looks like is defeat, I'm moving forward because there's an expectation of something that is greater. And so expectation is one of my favorite words as well. So courage, confidence, expectation. So it's so interesting that we're talking about the word expectation um, because, you know, growing up in a predominantly single household until Mm -hmm. I was about 11. So by the time, you know, and my mom, she she knows this because she went through it. So by the time my mother met my stepfather, he was the fourth person that I had met as a male figure by the time I was 10 or 11. 
And so I have this expectation that everybody is going to be like my stepdad or my dad, Paul. Mm-hmm. They're going to get up at five o'clock in the morning. They're going to work 30 you know, hours a day. Yeah. And that expectation was not realistic. And as I you know, grew as a young adult and into my own marriage and all that good stuff, um, the term expectation is always something in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. My, you know, even as an entrepreneur, I have this expectation of here's this goal. I'm going to squash this goal. And then what's the next goal? And what's the next goal? And my husband had to remind me, he was like, how about you just live in your expectation for just a second, like enjoy it. And then he's like, I get it. I, we've been together almost a decade, Jacqueline. I get it that you are light speed ahead, but you also have to relish and enjoy when you hit that expectation or hit that goal. And so expectation has been an interesting word for me, uh, uh, positive and negative connotations to it. But as I grow older in my spiritual journey and also in my entrepreneurial journey, expectation has become a much more calmer word for me to work with, you know? Definitely. And I let me just say this because I love how you started and I said, I just took a pause. I think when you're a very ambitious person, if you're a visionary, you're a leader, you're a business owner, you constantly have visions, you constantly have goals. And then that goal isn't enough. You make it and then you're on to the next goal. I would say permission to pause. You have permission to pause. And many times we are constantly moving the next goal because maybe in our childhood, someone told us we weren't enough. They told us we needed to do X, Y, Z to fit in, to be better, to be stronger, to hustle. That's the culture that we are in. But really, I have found that the greatest strength I have come from my moments of silence where I can sit still. Mm. And see what bubbles up in my spirit and then move forward. If you're not allowing yourself that time for just stillness, meditation, mindfulness, you're just running a breathless, frazzled life. Oh, so permission to pause. You did that. You modeled. You know, um, Santiella, our producer, is listening to this. So that's like an amazing little snippet that we need to make sure that we're going to pull out because I think... um, you know, as an entrepreneur and as a female entrepreneur and a minority female entrepreneur, like the moment to pause or the permission to pause, you don't get it because you you have to create that for yourself. You don't have to ask for it's like that saying, don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. Right. And so um, I'm so glad. So talk to me a little bit more about your, I would love to hear more about Mm -hmm. how you started becoming an entrepreneur because, you know, storytelling time, you know, Jacqueline, Mm -hmm. me, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, even as a young child, but I always knew that I had to get X amount of experience, X amount Mm -hmm. of uh, business acumen to understand And I was really forced into, and I'm glad I was, I was forced into becoming an entrepreneur when I was five months pregnant. Um, I was having really, I was having a really bad health heart scare at the time when I was pregnant and I just could not work 80 hours a week. So Mm -hmm. I decided, let me start, let me just do some freelance work. And as a result, that snowballed into me becoming an entrepreneur. So when people ask about my journey, it was really more out of a necessity, a health necessity. And then, you know, luckily I built confidence and courage afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wasn't something that I was aiming for. It just kind mm-hmm. of happened. 
So can you talk to us a little bit about your journey as an entrepreneur and how you got in, into it? You know, yeah, that's a great question. It was not anything I was aiming for. I will be completely honest. Um, I part one of my career, I was in retail and always at a corporate level and really, really enjoyed the fast paced dynamic of, of retail work for some of the, the largest retailers in the country. Uh, and then I, decided after, to be quite honest, after, you know, being laid off and really starting to think about what is it that I want to do? And I remember five years before I was actually laid off. And let me tell you, if a door closes, another one will open. So just hold on. Uh, but five years before that, I, I had heard the word consultant. It just kind of like settled in my spirit thought nothing of it, kind of filed it away. And then uh, as I was sitting in silence and see what bubbles up and kind of taking stock of like, where am I? I want to do something with purpose. I heard you say that working with an executive coach, that word bubbled up again. And so sometimes things lie dormant that need to be resurrected. Um, and that's why stillness is so important. And so as that word bubbled up, I moved in the path of, of just being a consultant. I knew that I had had huge teams. I had teams like of 200 plus people. And I had always received awards in regards to my leadership, like world class leadership. And I wanted to be able to pay that for it to other leaders of organizations. And to be quite honest, that's how my um, my journey started into entrepreneurship and really wanted to focus about how do I advocate for people that they're at the table. I was at the table but I didn't have a voice. It was muted. People didn't know how to read me. I was coached for my facial expressions. And so I'm like, how do I open up paths that really make people be able to come into a space, be safe in that space and be able to, to not be dismissed. And so that's why I'm here. Now that's so interesting. Um, what resonates with me is what you said. You were at the table. So yeah. Here's the, the crazy part. Um, I think a lot of young entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, right? We're raised with like the Beyonce's and the Madonna's like, you got this, go girl, you can do it. And then when you get to the table, you either don't know what to say yeah. or you have too much to say. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm the latter. So I've done a lot of deep diving on what do I want to leave as my lasting impression when I walk away from that table? Because I may not be invited back to the table. Um, and what a kind of what do I want to what's the impression that I want to leave? And so I've been really choosing and selecting my words carefully because sometimes people don't have a voice and sometimes people overly are voiced. You know, they have too much to say. Yeah. Um which is a good thing, not a bad mm -hmm. thing. I still remember my report card. I'm sure, I don't know if you had it. My report card said, she talks too much. I'm like, yeah. oh yes, welcome. Like when my mother revealed that to me, she, of course my mom keeps everything. Um, when I went back to Texas, she's like, you know, every single report card says that about you. And I'm like, clearly look at me now, mom. <laughs> it's a gift, it's a gift. I, I'm telling you. Um, so Rosalind, as we wrap up yes. this, episode because I feel like I can talk to you for hours and hours. We can. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like we can. Maybe you might come back and close out the season, right? Yeah, we'll talk about beginning and, and the expectation at the end. Yeah. Um, can you talk a little bit about, you know, for us, part of my mission is really trying to teach 
Um, and I'm not a teacher, I'm not a professor, but it's really trying to teach the next generation mm -hmm. about digital media, about how to have access, how to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and as we close out this um, episode, can you talk a little bit about what are a couple of details or tips that you would give to young budding entrepreneurs, um, young entrepreneurs that may not want to go to college? You know, I'm a firm believer in education, but sometimes education is not an option. Yeah. And so any advice that you could give to young entrepreneurs would be, I'm sure people are going to pin this on their Spotify accounts. Yes. That is, thank you for asking that question. I am passionate about, you know, definitely mentoring the next generation of leading ladies, men, non-binaries, whoever it might be. I, I think it's important one to sit in stillness. I, I really, really because the conversations that you have and however you have, whatever you call it, God, Jesus, you know, whatever it is that you call it, I, I think it's important. The world can be very distracting, especially for our young people. And so being able to tune into a voice that is not the world, that's not culture, um, as those voices, those distracting voices grow larger, you lose that sensitivity to understanding what is really inside of you. So sit in stillness for sure. Um, and realize that the conversations that you have, they're not conference calls. When God had me, <laughs> he told me to write a book. It was not a conference call. And so I don't want what I'm doing to die on the concrete of someone's opinion. Right. Ooh. So Ooh. make sure that you are listening to the voice that is inside of you. I want to tell you that you are enough. Many times we're striving just because we feel not enough, that we're not enough. You're beautiful enough. You're smart enough. You're intelligent enough. You're going to be equipped for whatever the path is. In 2022, all the paths look different. When I said I wanted to go into retail, my family was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Every path looks different and be okay. Show up, show up consistently, work hard, but no, underlining, you are enough. I love it. I love mm -hmm. it. I mean, oh, Rosalind, you just <laughs> filled my you just filled my cup for the month, sister. I love it. I love yeah. it. Um, so Rosalind, where can folks get a copy of The Power of One? Um, Finding Hope in the Midst of Struggle, your best-selling book. Yes. We have a best-selling author. Where can folks find you? Yes, this book is available on Amazon or you can find it on my website, rosalindrice.com. If you buy it from rosalindrice.com, I will autograph it for you, write you a sweet little message. So those are the places where you can find it. Wonderful, wonderful. And we will put all of your details down below. And for those of you that are tuning in and you just missed the last 23 minutes of just deliciousness and tons of gems that our dear friend, Miss Rosalind drops, you can always rewind to go back to the beginning of the podcast or our YouTube. Um, we want to make sure that the folks that are following and listening to us are really understanding that not everyone has the same entrepreneurial journey and you got to get all your chakras in order. So we are so glad that you tuned in to season three, episode one, and we look forward to seeing you and hearing from our next guest. So make sure that you follow jmtmedia.nyc for all details and all upcoming guests. Thanks so much, y'all. Bye. Bye.